0: Today's program has been brought to you by Seersucker, located at 329 Smith Street in Carroll Gardens, soon to be opening a new restaurant, Nightingale 9. For more information, visit www.seersuckerbrooklyn.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
1: Hey, you're listening to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie, and today we're coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You can listen to the show every Thursday at 11 a.m. live on heritageradionetwork.org or download the podcast at iTunes. Today my guest is photographer, stylist, and soon-to-be author Karen Mordecai. Those of you listening to Heritage Radio's regular food programs also may know her as the the founder of the popular Sunday Supper series. And today, Karen is our first ever guest coming to us from the shoulder of the BQE, which is the Brooklyn Queens (laughs) Expressway. For those of you not familiar, poor Karen was stuck in terrible traffic and is being a huge sport today by pulling over onto the shoulder. So, Karen, thank you for driving safely and being with us today.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I feel like such a New Yorker right
1: now. Well, for anyone listening outside of New York, the BQE is a daily hassle and such a huge beast. So, Karen, thanks for pushing through. Um, Let's just go ahead and dive in. So you're a photographer and a stylist by trade, and you've had such huge success with your food and your wedding and your family photos, but you've also become really well known and regarded for your work with Sunday Suppers, which is an event series that started as Dinners with Guest Chefs in Your Home, and I really want to dive into that series But I want to start at the beginning with uh, telling us a little bit about how you first became interested in photography.
2: Uh, Photography. I I really, I studied a little bit of photography in college, and then, no, I think, you know, I dabbled in painting and a lot of different visual arts, and I think eventually I just, I settled on photography as something that I really enjoyed because I was able to both Create and capture moments at the same time, and I found that really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And you studied at the the NYU Dual International Center for Photography program. What did you focus on while you were there? And did that experience at you know such a fiercely New York location shape your interests moving forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. I loved. I actually really enjoyed that time and. I did a lot of documentary-style, like street photography, film work, um, just walking down the street in New York and capturing amazing moments, and I thought that was really fun. And then I also started photographing my, my mom's cooking, and that was something that um, just really resonated with me and was really beautiful, and I enjoyed the time doing it, and it was a really nice way to venture and find my own voice within that
1: photography I really love the family work that you do your, your online portfolio has tons of great examples of sort of the food and the wedding photography you do but the family work you do in particular has always kind of struck me as really personal and just very special all of those different clients and and focuses whether it's food or family or entertaining or weddings they all have such different demands and very different clienteles do you have a favorite type of photography that you like to do or is there a specific type of event or a moment that you love capturing the most
2: Ah, <laughs> um, thank you um, for those words. I, I think that they're all very different, like you said. They all have a different pace to them, too, which I find to be um, like, just like a nice mix. Um, you know, I do some weddings, and obviously that has a very quick pace to it, <laughs> has a documentary feel to it. You're sort of running around. You're also preempting the moment and, and knowing what's going to happen next. And that's exhilarating. And also obviously being around a really beautiful and emotional day. And so I really value that. And that's something that I've been doing for a long time. And then the the, the family has a bit of a slower pace. And the food and family together for me have come have come into the same sort of circle. And it just feels slower and a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit, um, it gives me a bit more freedom, I guess I would say. And through, through food, I've been able to also get into styling, and I think that that has been really nice for me to actually create beauty, which is something that... I wasn't always able to do in my other work.
1: Mm -hmm. Your styling work is particularly fantastic, and it's been noted in magazines like Martha Stewart Living, and you've had your work in in Style and Savoir. How do you like to balance that sort of commercial work with personal projects? Do you like to keep them in balance, or do you prefer one over the (laughs) other?
2: Isn't that that the ultimate (laughs) question? Um, You know, I think they've all fused. I would say I definitely... So I use my camera. I have a little girl who is two, Sophia, and I love photographing her and I love but, you know, I just I take my camera everywhere. So to say that there's a distinct line between the two I'm, you know, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Grace, there's a siren right behind me.
1: You, not for me, though. It's really grounding your interview in Brooklyn. I think it, it makes it more authentic, Karen. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about personal projects. One of my favorite of yours is Sunday Suppers, which has sort of become this huge enterprise that people in both design world and the food world are very, very fond of. How did your interest in this sort of entertaining realm begin, and did you grow up in a family that valued sort of family or communal meals like that?
2: Yeah, I did. I I grew up in a a big Jewish family, so um, it wasn't Sunday night dinners, it was actually Friday night dinners, but it was definitely the notion of plenty of food and um, food as a translation of love um, and just bringing everyone together, and I I think that um, watching my mom and my grandmother cook these amazing meals and, and often was something that just stayed with me for a long time. And creating Sunday Suppers was a way for me to, to renovate that concept and bring it into my day-to-day life, which is obviously very different from the one that my family has. So when you start- so we actually mm-hmm. started we started Sunday suppers for friends and we just invited a few friends to come over for a dinner and have a big meal and cook together and it really was just sort of a casual way to um, bring together family and food and friends and that kind of idea.
1: So you had your first Sunday Supper's dinner about three and a half years ago now, and that was in your home. When did you decide to transition from your personal home space to a different space where you would host larger events?
2: That was right around (laughs) when we had Sophia, Um, because it was a bit of an ordeal to, we would move all of our furniture uh, from the living room area into our bedroom <laughs> and clear everything out. So we slept right next to our dining room table, and it was like, you know, high production two days before, two days after, so quite a bit of work, and we were doing that for, I would say, almost two years, and after we had Sophia, we thought it was a little inappropriate <laughs> to keep chewing up. of so we started looking for a space, and we recently moved into a new studio that we renovated and, um, and have expanded. And it's, it's been great. We have a lot of space and a lot of room to grow and have lots of people over now.
1: That's great. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about Sunday Suppers and your upcoming book coming out next year from Clarkson Potter.
2: Thank you.
0: Nightingale 9, the latest venture from Chef Rob Newton and partner Kerry Diamond of Seersucker and Smith Canteen, will open its doors on February 21st, 2013. The restaurant, named for Nightingale 9 an Old Brooklyn Phone Exchange, will feature Newton's interpretations of Vietnamese classics and street food, applying the same sourcing and quality standards he has in place at his other restaurants. Inspired by Robert's Travels, the menu will feature a variety of rice noodle soups, such as Berkshire Pork with Country Ham, Cracklin's Lemongrass, and Anato. Newton especially loves the Vietnamese tradition of customizing one's food and allowing the diner to determine how spicy his or her dishes are. As a result, diners will be encouraged to use various dipping sauces, hot sauces, and herbs, all important components of the meal. Nightingale 9 is located at 345 Smith Street in Brooklyn, and will be open for dinner on weekdays from 6 to 10 p.m., closed on Wednesdays, and from 6 to 11 p.m. on weekends lunch service will begin in the near future. For more information about the team behind Nightingale 9, visit seersuckerbrooklyn.com
1: Hey, welcome back to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie, and today I'm speaking with stylist, photographer, and author Karen Mordecai, who is coming to us from the shoulder of the BQE in Brooklyn. Uh, Karen, before the break, we were talking about the sort of inspiration for your dinner event series, Sunday Suppers. I want to know a little bit about how you chose the uh, chefs that you work with and the menus that you would make, because you've worked with a really impressive roster of guest chefs for Sunday Suppers.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've been really lucky. Um, you know, through our blog and and the blog world, really, we've met a lot of amazing people. And Sunday Suppers has just giving me the opportunity to collaborate. And sometimes it's uh, initiated by me, and other times we we get contacted by people who want to work together. And so it's a great format, and it's. It does extend to other guest chefs as well as different visual artists like florists and calligraphers and graphic designers. So we've had an opportunity to expand and work with a lot of different amazing
1: people. I love that. Well, I, I'm curious to hear more about sort of the guest list process because I know your original ones were friends and family and sort of Brooklyn locals, but you've expanded and you have people who are signing up and on waiting lists to come from all over the world to attend these dinners. Uh, what was the initial invitation process like and were you surprised by any of the guests that have come to join you there?
2: Uh, yeah, we, we've had uh, people really from all over the world. It, it always Astonishes me. Um, we've had guests from Australia and Brazil and Canada and people that change their travel to come to Sunday Suppers, which I was like, really. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's amazing, you know, and and it's cool. I can understand that as someone who wants to visit a city, and I would love to go into someone's home and and peek in and see what. You know, behind the scenes, and Sunday Suppers really feels that way. It's very intimate, and I think you know we um, wait. There was the first part to your
1: question. <laughs> uh, the, the first part was really just about how that initial invitation process started, oh, because right. I remember people could email yeah, and sign and so up, that and that now it just, seems so like a that coveted was kind spot. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what happened organically. We after we um, I posted the first. Blog post of our dinner, which was really just our friends, and we started getting emails from strangers who had asked if they could attend. And so I opened it up as to as a ticket only um, process, and so that now it's it's really just we announce the class, and uh, if you're on our email list, you'll get notification of that and then you just uh, grab a ticket, and most of them sell out
1: rather quickly. That's great. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what you're hoping that guests take away from the experience. I got to go to my very first Sunday suppers a few weeks ago and got to meet your whole team, and we learned how to make pasta. And as someone who is not a very proficient pasta maker, I'll have to say as frustrating as it was for me to struggle through that learning (laughs) process, when I sat down to eat the pasta that we made as a team, I can't remember the last time I felt so proud of something that I ate and I, I make things all the time, but something about how like, big that learning curve was for me personally, I really walked away with this like, sort of new confidence. What are you hoping that Sunday Supper's guests take away from these experiences?
2: Uh, that's actually exactly it. I think that we are not ICE or a stuffy uh, very formalized cooking school by any means, but I do think that we are able to break down some of the fear that people might have in regards to the kitchen and just introducing everyone to some things that seem really daunting, like making a souffle or making your own pasta at home or how to braise ribs or how to smoke almonds in your own kitchen. So all of those things that I think just doing them once or watching them being done takes that away and, and empowers you and makes you feel like you can go home and do that yourself and I think that that's super fun.
1: That's great. What are some of your most memorable events from Sunday suppers so far, whether it's a chef or a particularly interesting meal that you had? Oh,
2: that's a jumper.
1: Um, <laughs> feel free to say the class ahead. where all of the design bloggers were making <laughs> pasta. <laughs> What's that? Feel, feel free to reference that's the, that's the dinner where all the design bloggers made pasta. <laughs>
2: Yes, that was my favorite moment. I I think um, uh, they've all been really great, and they're so different. I would say that some of our, our market classes are really fun for me, just going to the market, which we're going to do a few of those coming in the spring and summer, where we all go together and choose our produce and come together and, and collaborate on creating a meal. That's always a really fun thing.
1: That's awesome. Have there been any sort of disasters or nightmares or lessons that you've learned from the first couple years that have changed the way that you've operated going forward?
2: Every Sunday is a lesson, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> We're still learning. We, are, we have not perfected everything, but um, I think it's a, our, our audience is very forgiving and very <laughs> fun, and we we sort of figuring it out as we go along.
1: What's sort of something that you've learned about yourself that you were surprised uh, by hosting this series? Because it's a huge undertaking to take on something where you're entertaining a large amount of people and you're not just having these weekend events anymore. You're now having private events where people can sort of rent out the space and have you guys do something special for a particular person or a company. What's sort of something that you've learned about yourself from this huge undertaking? Uh, I
2: would say that organization, how important organization really is to me behind the scenes, um, just all of the, all of the shopping lists and the, uh, the details and planning in advance is huge. And I find that, that when you do that, you can actually... Well, something, something I think of when I'm hosting at home too is that I really want to be able to be present when I do have guests over and I don't want to be flustered and thinking about 10 other things. So anything I can do to achieve that is always really nice. So I try to do as much in advance as possible.
1: That's great. Well, as a working mom, I'm sure you've got to balance a lot with that on your plate, too. How do you sort of keep those things in balance, um, taking care of a two-year-old and trying to balance this busy schedule? What are sort of some, some tips or things you've learned you can share with other people in your industry who are trying to balance being a new mom?
2: Absolutely. I think it's a it's a huge challenge, um, and to say that it isn't would be wrong. But I do think that I've brought Sophia into um, Sunday suppers and my work and my time in the kitchen very much, and she really enjoys that. And that's been a really great way to not necessarily separate everything, but at least having her around makes my time away or, you know, it, it's not, I'm not that far away. So she can come visit me on a photo shoot or she can come to a Sunday supper and sort of hang out in the background and, and also uh, on other days when it's more low-key, we cook a lot together and, and prepare foods and I like that time too.
1: Has she inspired any of your cooking so far or sort of class additions at Sunday suppers?
2: She, you know, she's challenged me in many ways because she's had a sensitivity to eggs and dairy, and uh-huh. so I've been, yeah, and I, so I've been kind of experimenting a lot with, alternatives, and um, finding ways to, to keep her diet very nutritional and well-rounded at the same time as, you know, not not making her feel deprived or anything. So that's been really fun, actually. And she's a great eater. Uh, <laughs> so she, she makes it really awesome. She, she ate an entire artichoke the other day, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs>
1: have you guys really, have you tried to include that in the Sunday Supper's event schedule so far? Anything that's sort of... I mean, everybody seems to have an allergy at this point, whether it's gluten or they're choosing to be vegetarians or vegans or have you have you tried to incorporate that into into the schedule or are you really just kind of focusing on what's local and in season
2: We do both I would say we have seasonal and and uh local meals generally, but we always take people's um nutritional issues in, into consideration. And we've also had very focused meals. Like we've had Peter Burley, who focused on vegetarian cooking, and we've also had uh, Aran Gulliaga from Canela at Vanilla, and she focused on gluten-free, uh, as, well as, as well as Bea Peltre, too, um, from La Tartine Gourmand, who's mm-hmm. also doing gluten-free cooking. So we've had a lot of guests. Like that, and that's been really cool
1: that's great i'd love to know more about who's inspiring you right now. Who are some chefs or other cookbook authors or entertainers that you turn to for inspiration or ideas?
2: Mm. I would say Alice waters is always is always a great go to um, I have been I've been using America's Test Kitchen. I know that sounds <laughs> funny, but I, I find that they have a really good testing method, and I'm actually working on a lot of recipe development right now, and so I've been really using them a lot. Um, and I find that to be a great resource and a great gift for starting cups. So just something to
1: note. That's fantastic. And what are your favorite sort of Brooklyn go-to spots for food shopping and for tableware shopping? Because I'll have to say, now that I've seen your dinners in person, you guys do impeccable tabletop styling, so I'm always dying to know what your sort of go-to spots are for things like that.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes, I have to do a list on the blog. I think (laughs) um, there are some great places. I love going to some vintage shops around the area. There's, um, There's obviously the Brooklyn Flea, And I also love some little stores like Moon River Chattel and Brook Farm and um, I'm trying to think of a few others to give you. As far as food goes, I would say the Union Square Market is my favorite go-to. You just really can't beat it
1: that's great well before we wrap up I want to talk about the Sunday Supper's book because you have your first book coming out next spring 2014 with Clarkson Potter tell us how that came about and what people can expect from the book
2: sure yes thank you I um, am working on that as we speak and it's it's been really exciting we're shooting uh, different meals and gatherings across the country and in different environments and The idea is um, to create menu-based meals for friends and family, um, rich with photography and styling and, and lots of great ideas.
1: That's fantastic. Well, I'm really excited. Can we people expect menus as well as decor ideas? I've got my, both my fingers crossed that they're going to be fun <laughs> DIY ideas, because I love that you include that on your blog. If people visit your blog at sunday-suppers.com, you've got such clever ideas. Like right now on your blog, you've got a whole DIY for how to use natural vegetable dyes to create these sort of ombre-faded menus. Are you going to include anything like that in the book? Yes, yeah, Definitely. Very exciting. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate your being a great sport and trying to help us from the side of the BQE. So uh, if any of Absolutely. you... <laughs> if anyone's interested in signing up or finding out more about Sunday Suppers, you can visit their website. It's sunday-suppers.com. And you can also visit Karen Mordecai at com. Karen, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Grace. Thank you for having me. And thanks to you for listening.